It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, this is Polo Tate. And we're here doing Rebecca Grossman's Chicago Ladies and Comedy Podcast in the shower of the UCB party space for the Delphos Marathon 17. Yes, 17th year of comedy in New York. Biggest improv festival in the world, right? Yes. And we're super excited to be here and talking with you guys. So... Let's interview each other. Yes. Well, why don't you start by telling us some of the things that you're doing now? Because we were talking before, and I was telling you how inspired I am about what you're doing right now. And I know that you've got a serious mission. And I, I want to hear more about it. You're giving me goosebumps right now. So tell me more. So I do. I, I like, um, you know, inspiring social change through the work that I do. And I think... Poets and comics are the people who change the world. So uh, the, the series that I'm really excited about that I just released on Monday is called Women Inc. And that's uh, women spelled with a Y. Uh, you can find it at womeninc.com. And it is um, it, it imagines an alternate matriarchal world in which women have been in charge this whole time. And... Uh, uh, Basically, the first season involved, well, Shannon O'Neill, who's the artistic director of UCB New York, plays the female version of Rush Limbaugh. Yes. And her character, her character's name is The Bush, and <laughs> she cold opens every episode, and it is, um, she basically sets the stage and, and establishes the reality of this alternate world. And she says the most terrible things, uh, as you can imagine. Um, and then we meet the main characters of the series, the co-creators, which is Lauren Besser, Tessa Claire Hirsch, Katie Sicking, and myself. And uh, we are the CEOs of Lehman Sisters. And we are, um, uh, basically, we are being sued for not paying men equally. So we have to hire men, and Brendan Lee Mulligan, is our quality consultant that we're forced to hire, and uh, so we hire him. He's he's like, hey, listen, you gotta hire more men. We're resistant the whole time. You're telling me this, and it sounds so shocking, <laughs> and it's so it's so crazy to think that it is absolutely has been like this forever in the reverse. Yes. And that that doesn't surprise us at all. But what you're describing now is just like, what? Shocking, right? It is. It's shocking. Yeah. And that's what people have said to me. A few men that I've shown it to are like, wow, I'm imagining the opposite of this and how it has taken place today. And it's blowing my mind. It's blowing my mind. And that's yeah. exactly what I want. So just a quick recap of the season. We have to hire men. Then we sexually harass them. Then we receive training on the sex. 
sexual harassment, which we take over and absolutely, you know, do not uh, absorb whatsoever. Whatsoever, and then we, uh, the company experiences a loss, and we fire the men. That's season. You've got a lot of uh, years to make up for that this has been going on in our culture exactly. right now. And for you to do it in a web series is just brilliant. And it really does, not only does it compound that, but it also amplifies like the message of it yeah. and just exponentially like multiplies its impact. Yeah. So it yeah. is, it's shocking. It is shocking. Yeah. And, and we made a decision early on uh, uh, in the discussion of should we make a series that shows how beautiful a matriarchy might be because we wouldn't take advantage of that power and we wouldn't be exclusive, like um, exclusionary about uh, gender or sexuality. We wouldn't do these things that are more uh, male-dominated uh, concepts of, of our reality. And uh, we decided there would be more comedy in showing a perverse matriarchy in showing how, uh, if women had the power and were taking advantage of it, what would that look like, you know? So we realized that would be more fun to show how ridiculous and how terrible it was. Yeah. We shouldn't treat people like this, you know? We shouldn't be, uh, uh, you know, holding half of the population down simply because of their gender. Because gender is along a spectrum as it is. Like, it's... it's I mean for the love of God, and we're knowing that more now uh, with everything that's happening, exactly. especially on the heels of the Supreme Court decision that was just handed down today, that it's Pride Week here yes. in New York and across yes. the world and across the country. Um, how apropos for you to have done this now. It's giving me goosebumps. Oh, yes. not to think about it. No, we really felt like we were touching upon an exposed nerve and that this is the right time. Like, we're very inspired by Amy Schumer. Absolutely. Uh, the... the her sketch Friday um, Town Nights, I think it's called, is uh, the one that uh, it, it, it's a parody of yeah. Friday Night Lights. Exactly. And uh, in that sketch, it basically she um, explicates the whole controversy that has to do with like rape culture in football. Yeah. And she did it so well. It that sketch is. It has got to be one of my favorite of all time, and one of like these are the people that have inspired us, and we're hoping to join that conversation and be a part of that, like enacting social change by getting people to laugh. Like laughter is often a, this a release of tension of some kind, and I think we're craving as a culture to release the tension and have this conversation and do something about it. That's why when we're promoting this series, we always say the matriarchy is here. Yes. Like if we are, I, I, we feel like we're ready to, to, to make these changes, you know, to talk about it. How amazing is it that your perspective, what I'm hearing from you, comes from sort of a macro perspective of affecting, of really affecting change and looking at it as an organism as a whole. And I've just finished a book, writing a book, it's a memoir actually about my time at the Air Force Academy, which is the ultimate patriarchy. And it comes from like an individual's perspective in terms of uh, you know, one girl story, which is my own story of actually going through the Air Force Academy. And 
but I love this because it's so perfect. You here you've got you're coming from a social change perspective. I'm coming from an individual story perspective and we're meeting in the exact same way. That is so cool. Tell me yeah. more about it's giving me yeah. 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 I know. I love it. it's really cool. Tell um, me tell me more. Yeah. It's literally what you've been talking about in terms of uh, being such a patriarchal yeah. institution and the overrun of having a culture like that for so long in such um, an insular atmosphere and in such a high uh, stress and high risk environment that has been all men up until the first graduating class of the Air Force Academy and of the University of Notre Dame, ironically, which is actually where I ended up graduating from, was 1980. So we're talking so, so recently that uh -huh. they've actually let in women. Yeah. And for, you know, I talk about my personal story with sexual assault, with all of these things that, that take place yeah. in an environment like this, and put a spotlight on that from an individual perspective, talking about you know, the milieu of it in general. Mm -hmm. And that as a microcosm for society, like what you were talking about with Friday Night Lights, what you were talking about with reversing everything yeah. in your um, in your web series, it's like the perfect reflection of what really does go on. Yeah. And like us being able to bring comedy as a way to really have a catharsis mm -hmm. to deal with what we do observe mm -hmm. in the world today is of course, the whole goal, right? Yeah. I feel like our success as artists, as comedians, comes when there is like a permeable boundary between what we've experienced and what we say. Yeah. And what we say with our work. And I feel like you oh you're giving me goosebumps so it. much. I, I feel like it. you're inspiring me now because I see it taking shape right now in terms of you by really getting a an invisible, permeable boundary between what you see in the world and how you're able to ex express it in a way that is so impactful and so powerful. And to me, like, that's the ultimate, not only maturation as a female, but as a human. Mm -hmm. And then I think it just unites us all in that woven thread yeah. of, you know, it's no, Completely. I, I feel like this is the culmination of a life lived as a a person who didn't necessarily identify strictly as female, whatever that is. Like, I, I didn't feel bound by a particular uh, category in that way. And I grew up, I was a tomboy. Um, I, I played soccer on a boys' team. Um, <laughs> so I, did I. Yeah? Yeah. I, um, I, and I, I, I mean, thankfully, I, I had, uh, I was surrounded by people who, were accepting of that and yeah. enough to, so that I could develop and, and be the person that I uh, was just supposed to be. And when I started to encounter the world telling me that I shouldn't be that way, um, that was very upsetting to me and I tried to change. I tried to be more feminine uh, and it was very uncomfortable for me and it, it, it took me off my course. Uh, for a number of years, and then when I uh, really started to say, well, okay, this is my life, and I have to either, you know, live it as I want to, or live it as others would have me live it, and I I made the choice to live it as I would want to, and that, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult process when you've been living your life 
as you think others would like you to live it for a long time, that you have to keep your like, it's a, you know, the layers of that onion are so thick that it takes a long time. And but if anyone's listening and is like, how can I live my life more actualized? It's like in every moment, are you making a decision or a choice? that takes you forward in an active way that has to do with your trusting your desires and your impulses as a creator, you're going to be one step closer to yourself. And the more that you do that, the stronger that self becomes and you're you're going to, you know, be, be know yourself fully in, in a fully actualized way at the end of that path, you know. <laughs> it's blowing my mind right now, yeah. and and I I truly have been on. We all hopefully go on this journey, mm-hmm. and for me, it's about having an awareness of how you feel now, mm-hmm. and truly, in order to like be able to peel those layers, but also in order to in order to be able to experience your life from this point forward in the most pure and unbelievable way possible to really experience every single thing that this planet and earthly experience has to offer. It has to, you have to be doing things that make you feel good because there is no other alternative. Why, why not do that? So in every moment, in everything, you know, my, my touchstone, you said your touchstone, which is just unbelievably incredible to get at the raw humanity and the raw, you know, authenticity of living a really authentic life. And mine is, how am I feeling in this moment? Am I doing something that makes me feel good? Am I doing something that serves how I feel and edifies me and nourishes my soul and nourishes my spirit and nourishes my body? Is it that, you know, like good feeling thing? Or is it not? Right. And I make decisions on behalf of somebody else that really don't really feel good in a real way. Yeah. And I think we as women especially tend to think of others first mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that was sort of imbued, you know, in our culture and in us from the get-go, right. or if it was innate to us and just seeing the reactions of people around our world. Either way, I think it's so, so, such an epidemic. Oh, yeah. In terms it of, is. and not that that's a... That's not necessarily a bad thing to have, but it also takes away from the fact that you can't help anybody unless you are a whole right. in and of yourself. Right. Right. The way I look at it is, there's only so many minutes in a day when you are uh, active and conscious, and yes. what are you going to do with those minutes? Mm-hmm. Are you going to spend them worrying or doubting or questioning or replaying what happened? in the past or there's all kinds of ways that you can occupy your mind it, it, but if you key into your present moment and you're like what it, how do I feel right now as you're saying then you are in your power and then you can take a step forward in, in an active way it's like with improv I, I make this uh, comparison a lot where you, you're standing on the back line and you know any initiation or add on to a scene you make is an active forward choice and the way that we we need to live our lives that way as well like if we're standing on the back line in our own lives and waiting for others to make interesting choices in front of us we're going to enjoy it a little bit it's going to be good but maybe entertaining maybe entertaining (laughs) um but like 
make those choices. Be part of it. Make your choice. Make your initiation, and see like see how others can add to your initiation. That's really. I, I mean, that's the way I try to live my life. And I find myself on a daily basis saying, oh, I'm on a negative track. Let me just, I can change the station anytime. I can get onto a different track right now and make something positive. And yeah. as we both know, coming up in UCB, the Upright Citizens Brigade mm -hmm. in New York City, improv is a microcosm for life, yes. right? So everything that you just said in terms of stepping off the back line and stepping into your own life and making those choices yeah. and owning those choices yeah. and knowing that every choice you make, there is no wrong choice, right. only forward. Right. So uh, embrace it and yeah. own it and know that whatever your scene partner is in life, whoever you meet on the street, this is giving me such goosebumps mm -hmm. by the way. I love it. I love it. But whoever you meet, whoever chooses to co-create in your yeah. world is just an active and absolutely cooperative yeah. scene partner. Trust in the universe and that, that if you start pushing an energy in a particular way, that other energy that is similar to that will be attracted to it. Absolutely. And not yeah. only that, but you guys will build off of each yeah. other. And in a cooperative and collaborative way, mm -hmm. you will come out with just masterful yeah. experiences that not only are you enjoying in the moment, but you're aware of mm -hmm. and able to just um, exponentially enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I have I uh, this thing that I say to myself sometimes, like, oh, so because sometimes you step out and you don't feel great and, and you can get into a place where you're judging yourself for that. But if you if if you are not chopped liver and someone is making you feel like chopped liver, you know that that that's they might be the chopped liver. Um, <laughs> that, I, you know, don't take it personally. Like live your life, be your true uh, authentic self, and know that you know there's going to be times when you put yourself forward when people don't respond but that you're still the same person you were the day before when someone else was blown away by it. Yeah. And, you know, not it's not, we're all out here and we're going to meet the people that inspire us and we inspire them and that we don't have to please all the people all the time. And listen, no. their judgment has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with what's going on in right. their world, right. you know? And right. that's, I, to me, that's the beautiful thing about improv is because it is so cooperative. Yeah. It is such a team sport. It is so supportive in the terms, in, mm -hmm. in the very nature of, uh, of that first credo, which is yes and. Yes. You know, yes and your life in terms of really everything yeah. that you do, and you can't go wrong because there is no wrong. Right. We're making it up as we go. Yeah. You know, there's no set course. Yeah. I just directed my first feature. Uh, it's called Bruce the Movie. Amazing. And um, it is, uh, uh, it, it was such a collaborative process, and that's why I thought of it like the my production designer was Mike Green. And I perform improv with him. We are we do sketch. We do we make videos together. We were about to move into an apartment together and like set it up like a production exactly. studio. Like, like it's it, um, this is the kind of collaboration that happens where you are like uh, just amplified by meeting people who want to create and are into the same like have similar energies and are going to create in the same way that you would and um and feed off of feed each other yeah, and nourish each other. each other yeah yeah and uh, um, 
it, that story imagines an artist who ha is uh, a painter who's in his 20s and struggling, uh, not making any money on his art, and then he gets his girlfriend pregnant, and she says to him, well, you have to shape up and get a real job and become a dad, and he does so, and then he has a nervous breakdown because he's, you know, working in a corporate job uh, and not Chopped in an yeah. authentic experience. Yes. Exactly. And so he develops an imaginary friend who he doesn't realize is an imaginary friend at the time and gets himself in all sorts of trouble. And then uh, in the process of getting out of trouble, he realizes he has to pursue his art and, and make it work somehow. Uh, and he influences the, the lives of all the people around him by doing so. His fiance, the one who was like, you better get a job, she changes her life. The, the company is affected that he was working at. Yeah. He's also influenced by it. So it's a really wonderful story. No and kidding. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> the, the people that are involved, like we got uh, Brian Foz and, and ECB people, yeah, yeah, uh, Joanna Bradley, um, Anthony Guarino. Um, Chris Bayonne, who wrote and uh, is also editing the project now. Very cool. Um, very talented cast and crew, and amazing people. Just yeah. I'm sure I'm forgetting people. I don't want to. No, no worries. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's. Uh, they'll have to check out the yeah, movie. Yeah, they'll have the movie. to. <laughs> but it, yeah, that that was a huge accomplishment. And as Absolutely. a female director, it's really it it can be very difficult to be in a male-dominated field. And so some of that uh, pushback that I was talking about, like sometimes you step out and you don't get exactly yeah. what you are, were hoping for in terms of the support or the, the excitement. Um, but you need to know your ability and know what you're good at and know your voice. And the only way to do that is to keep making choices and moving forward. Absolutely. So, um, uh, you inspire me. And I think you I'm inspire me. Truly, like this has been such a gift for us to talk here yeah. at DCM 17 about all of this because not only am I getting to know more about what you're doing, but I'm also getting to know more about you and the fact that we have such similarities on we a do. fundamental level that that's so cool. And I know we're not alone, and that's um, one of the most beautiful gifts of doing improv mm -hmm. is the community that it inspires. And I think the UCB4, which is Amy Poehler, Matt Besser, Matt Walsh, Ian Roberts, and Horatio Sands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I think the community that they foster just absolutely embraces that, cradles that. Amy's doing some incredible things right now. And it is affecting not only comedy in general, but yes. women in comedy yes. as well. And I think it, it's such a beautiful time for us to talk about all of these things and for you to celebrate the fact that not only are you kicking ass and taking names, but you're figuring out your true self and how best to let it shine and to live an authentic life. And I am too, am in such an unbelievable awareness state. And I know that every creative endeavor that I take in an authentic way is just powerful beyond measure because yes. it's a true, unadulterated clear voice that you're coming from yeah. and it resonates and hits people who identify with that yeah. too just like we're talking to them. I know. Stall right now. <laughs> it's fantastic. I've had such a 
great time talking with you, Polo, and I'm looking forward to all of our future collaborations. As am I. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you for having us. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.